Hello. Top of the morning to you, Sakina. What a lovely Durban morning this is. I just want to say, and it seems like I'm not coming back to Joburg after this. You know, I've been, I've been, been looked after very well. <laughs> okay, okay, we hear you. Uh, we'll take this conversation offline. But uh, just looking at what's happening with the Asian stocks there, Clive, uh, they fell, yeah. and this followed a drop in U.S. equities as industrial companies mm-hmm. also declined. Oh, the chickens are coming home to roost, unfortunately, Sakina. It's reality. It's a stock market. It's how it's supposed to happen. Well, if you've done your calculations correctly, that's the reason why when you see equities uh, taking a bit of a nosedive, and then you start seeing um, other markets that are reliant on that equity space taking a bit of a notch as well. Um, about three shares dropped uh, for every two that rose in the MSCI Asia Pacific this morning, uh, which showed it little unchanged. Um, if you look, for example, the measure closed yesterday as high as since September 4th. Uh, September 4th, I'm talking about 2014 here, uh, and it traded at 15 times estimate, um, uh, estimated earnings. The most, most, most importantly, Sakina, uh, is that markets are a little bit uncertain on where to turn next as equity valuations are obviously starting to look uh, stressed. So you need to find opportunities elsewhere. If you look at the Japanese stocks, for example, you just mentioned that they slid 0.3%. You'd expect that the opposite would be uh, that they would actually be doing well because you just mentioned that the, the, the numbers down the industrial side are looking very strong. Unfortunately, that has not helped those particular, uh, um, uh, uh, um, uh, that particular market. So that's what's happening. Even the Australian S&P has also uh, slightly unchanged, uh, sitting at um, minus 0.12%. Um, and also, even if you take, for example, the Chinese equities, also not looking strong. Mm. And just looking at what's happening in China, as you also pointed out, now a Chinese manufacturing gauge fell to an 11-month low in March, and uh, mm. suggesting that, of course, a more stimulus may be needed to bolster factories. Yeah, you know, we take this one more seriously than the actual the one that is the, um, ex, um, released by the actual uh, Chinese government. This is the HSBC one, uh, which also uh, happens to be the most accurate one if you look at the last 10 years. 49.2, missing the median estimate of 50.5, which is showing, we know that already, that it shows that there is uh, contraction rather than growth. Uh, the first reading of momentum in March adds to concerns, uh, Sakina, unfortunately, of, of a deeper downturn of the industrial output. So what are the things that we are, we, we look for when you look at these kind of numbers is activity growth. So activity growth, if you look at the first quarter and you compare it to the fourth quarter, has not been great. We know China is going under a lot of pressure. Uh, it's, it's, it's trying to go uh, target that GDP number of, uh, remember, around 7%. And if they do hit the point, if they do hit the nail on the head, they get that 7, 7% indeed. And um, this particular number, this particular PMR, has to look much better than this, Sakina. It has to be, be uh, above uh, 50, 50.5 points to show uh, that there is growth and activity taking place. Mm. And then uh, that running soapy uh, between uh, Merkel and Tsipras. Now, uh, what's going on there? It's not, it's, it's, is it the bold and the beautiful, or is it days of our lives? I don't know which one it is. <laughs> I don't know which one it is. <laughs> But they met yesterday. You know what? I wish I had a fly. I was a fly on the wall in that meeting room, and I would have found out what she actually said. Because, you know, when they come out of the conference, and then they don't tell exactly what they were talking about. This is what she said, though, she, uh, uh, my favorite auntie of all time, Angela Merkel. She said, we want Greece to be economically strong. We want Greece to have growth, meaning that we think that if they continue to show structural reform, solid financial systems, and continue functioning well in administration. 
She's talking to people who haven't paid tax for the last 35 years. <laughs> when they do these things, that they will come and they will be like, and they can be accepted as part of the Eurozone. Isn't that lovely? Wow. This is like uh, Rich and Brooke getting back together. Isn't it lovely? <laughs> uh, oh, at least you watch. Okay. Oh, Clive. So that's what it is. The bold and the beautiful. But let's leave it there. I'll try and catch up on some bold and the beautiful. Haven't watched that in ages. But uh, thank you so much, uh, Clive Ntoza Bantu Ramatibela, our market analyst this morning.